Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup Daily Coronacast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Happy Monday, Brian. Happy Monday. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How was your weekend? That was a big sigh. (laughs) I know. It's like, what's the point? I'm like, why fall apart about it now? I have weeks and weeks left to do that. I feel like I'm saving it. I know. I my my weekend was pretty good. So good. I'm at like Antonio's. We're at our beach house, and there's a lot to do on the house. So like when I'm not working, like yeah, betches, like I'm doing that. But yesterday we both like decided to like not to like do nothing. I haven't done nothing. You know, I haven't really? binged or anything. So we actually went into separate rooms and each watched what we wanted to watch. That's nice. And it was really nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've lived with my boyfriend for like two and a half years now, and we haven't ever really gotten to the stage where, like whenever we're watching something, we're always like, well, we should watch it together. Like we've never actually been a couple that like goes and does their separate thing. I'm always like, if I have free time, we should spend it together. So we've never really worked out a a way that feels like to do things Mm -hmm. separately that doesn't feel like overly divided. I don't know. I don't know. But this has forced us to sort of do that and fall into a rhythm that I feel like will benefit us for the duration of our relationship if we make it out of quarantine. I agree. I agree. It was like, I really wanted to watch Tiger King and he really wanted to watch the show on Hulu. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in the bedroom and watch Tiger King and you can watch this out here. Okay. It was like three hours of us just like, like separately watching TV. It can, it can be done. I had a great weekend because Chloe Kardashian posted my tweet on her Instagram story. That's right. That's right. And I've just been on cloud nine ever since. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's huge. That's what you'll remember most from this, from this period in time. Totally. My, my adrenaline was just like pumping, pumping. <laughs> it was crazy. Awesome. All right. So I guess we'll jump into today's top headlines. More than 700,000 cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed across the globe, including nearly 140,000 in the United States. As of midday today, which is March 30th, there had been more than 2,500 deaths in this country. It, these numbers are starting to get, I mean, they were. It's, it's horrifying when anybody dies, but these numbers are starting to get really, really real, obviously. Over 1,000 mm-hmm. of those were in New York State. Notable people I know in the city that people are talking about are playwright Terrence McNally, country music star Joe Diffie, CBS News producer Maria Mercator, who's only 54. It's really starting to get to the point where if you live in New York, you're starting to know people who know somebody or were directly connected to somebody who has been lost their life or is fighting for theirs. Um, it's really getting real. On that note, Dr. Anthony Fauci offered a pretty grim prediction yesterday that based on models, the U.S. could see millions of cases and 100,000 or more deaths before this is all over. So let's play a clip. 
you know, I would say between 100 and 200,000 cases, excuse me, deaths. I mean, we're going to have millions of cases, but I, I just don't think that we really need to make a projection when it's such a moving target. What we do know, Jake, is that we got a serious mm-hmm. problem in New York. We have a serious problem in New Orleans, and we're going to be developing serious problems in other areas. So he clearly seemed like he had been pushed to make that projection, but he still said it, um, and it got obviously a lot of pickup, and is, is, that's a pretty scary number, especially when you consider that we're at 2,500 now. This is this has so much. This is going to get so much bigger, regardless. Um, but also, yesterday, the president extended social distancing guidelines, backtracking on his wish to see the churches full on Easter. Uh, I guess Dr. Burr and Fauci got through to him. Instead, he announced that the federal government was going to extend these guidelines until at least April 30th. Um, this also came after some reporting I read showed that high-ranking Republicans, including Lindsey Graham, had reached out to Trump to say that if you rush us, rush this thing and there are deaths because of it, it's, uh, it's going to be on you and it's going to be on Republicans. Uh, that reportedly really angered him, but seemed to have sobered him somewhat. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So Trump has been walking back these, let's reopen the economy, let's not make the you know solution worse than the problem um, sort of rhetoric that we've been hearing. But he also walked back some mm-hmm. other threats this week. What else did he walk back over the weekend? Yes. So late last week, Trump threatened. He first, I think he was like giving a speech on the South Lawn and then he tweeted about it that he wanted to institute a quarantine of the Tri-State area, mainly New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. Um, He also walked that back because a lot of people were like, how is that legal? How do you do something like that? Um, And he's one of those people that just like says things and then hopes to figure out like if it's real or not later. Anyways, oh, yeah. uh, so New York Governor Andrew Cuomo responded that the idea of a New York quarantine was probably illegal and a federal declaration of war. So instead of a lockdown, Yikes. the CDC um, issued a 14-day travel advisory telling residents of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut to refrain from non-essential domestic travel. Um, and it will be up to the governors on how to enforce that. So Cuomo has stepped up as the protective big brother, so to speak, um, a lot lately as states have tried to enforce policies that target New Yorkers for quarantine. On Friday, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo 
said her state's police would pull over drivers with New York license plates and force them to self-quarantine for 14 days. Um, in practice, this seems slightly less intense with members of the National Guard approaching homes that had had cars with New York plates or move plates and to remind them of the guidance from the White House to self-isolate for 14 days if you've been to New York. Um, Cuomo said he called her, the governor of Rhode Island, and got her to repeal the executive order against New York specifically. However, she then signed an executive order imposing a quarantine on all visitors from any state by any mode of transportation, um, which I don't feel like is a terrible idea. Yeah, um, it was, everyone yeah. should just it's just like everyone should be quarantining anyways. Like right, I know, right. When they were like, no more non-essential travel out of New York. I don't know anybody that has considered leaving New York in the past several weeks. Like, we're, we're good. Where everybody is, we're going to stay. It's funny because there was some sort of tension between Cuomo and that governor. And then she kind of had a frosty response when asked, like, so what did you and Cuomo talk about on the phone? She was like, if he wants to take credit for it, that's fine. But we figured out a solution. <laughs> she literally said that. She's like, we figured this out together. It really wasn't a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it was my first sort of like, I've been so, um, Cuomo can like do no wrong for me lately. So I was like, oh no, of, of course he is taking credit for a solution he came to with another woman governor. But he is certainly not yeah. the, treating women governors any worse than the president, of course. I mean, he's also just in such a precarious situation, you know, like he's, He's he we, he is he's dealing with like the worst outbreak in the country. Yeah, and there's no federal help. It's like really unprecedented what's going on. Um, the fact that he can't, you know, we'll get into later. Like what yeah. how, what Trump has been saying about the governor. I forgot um, also Cuomo. Um, I also wanted to mention. So several New York hospitals had been saying that they were no longer going to allow partners into the delivery room um, when people were giving birth, and I know people were really freaked out about that. That's kind of unconscionable. And then um, also over the weekend, Cuomo was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he issued an yeah. executive order saying, yeah, no, you can, partners have to be in there. So he's like, he's really sort of whack a mole these things that he disagrees <laughs> with to sort of stand up for New Yorkers. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so in New York itself, officials are forecasting that the height of the pandemic is still 14 to 21 days away. The Javits Center's 1,000 person bed hospital is likely to open today. Um, and there is also now a field hospital for respiratory patients in Central Park. So um, they're just, you know, we're just trying to really be prepared. Um, it's crazy to think that it's still 14 to 21 days away. Um, you're I in know. New York now. I saw, I saw you post yeah. an Insta story but of the streets. It's insane. It is. It's, it's, I've said this on the podcast before, but it's very strange to sort of hear our area being referred to as this really chaotic place. Because obviously when you look out your window, it's not. It's the opposite um, but I guess that's encouraging. And I think Cuomo had said over the weekend, it looks like social distancing is having some effect. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, some people still can't stay home. But for the most part, it's honestly, whenever I go outside, it's old people. They're the ones that yeah. won't stay in. I yelled at my friend so badly really? this, on Friday. She So my two, my friends, they live together and he's been home from, he's been home working like everyone else. Like he has like a non-essential job. He just like works in like digital visual shit. Yeah. And he went to the fucking beach with his friend. And I was like, you are so irresponsible and like selfish. I yeah. was like so angry. And it's, there's really no excuse for stuff like that. So totally. if you're listening to this, you're not staying home. You were, I feel, I, I have no qualms saying you're being irresponsible and selfish. Right. Totally. And I had been taking um, some longer walks, but spending some time on Twitter, there are some people that are young that are getting incredible 
incredibly, incredibly sick. I mean, I know this is obvious. We all know how bad this can be. But whereas before I was like, okay, Amanda, like don't take a long walk because you could be infecting people. Now I'm like, Amanda, I can't get that sick. I can't get yeah. that sick in 14 days when all these people are getting that sick. But at least during this time of interstate feuding, we can rely on the president for unity, right? No, Mm -hmm. no, of course not. (laughs) Absolutely not. The president spent the weekend lashing out at Democratic governors for daring to request assistance from the federal government to fight a pandemic and then denied he ever did it. Uh, So Trump's number one foe has been Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. So he's probably particularly frosty towards her because number one, she's a woman. And number two, which we know he just loves to lash out at women. Um, yesterday he did so again at, at, on the, in the Rose Garden to meet Giel Sindor, really has a short fuse with women. Uh, she also gave the response to his State of the Union earlier this year, which those always worry him. But this one was also, remember, like right before he was about to be acquitted. So it was really, impeachment was still really there. And all he wanted was for people to stop talking about it. And of course, naturally, she spent her response reminding the American people that what he had done was impeachable and that, you know, everything we just heard was from an impeached president. It was a great address. She's sort of a rising star in the Democratic Party, very popular in Michigan, which is an important state. But what did he say? So he said on Thursday that he had a big problem with the young, a woman governor of Michigan, complaining that all she does is sit there and blame the federal government. He also called her Gretchen, Gretchen Half Whitmer, um, which I'm sure he was very proud of. He also lashed out at uh, Washington Governor Jay Inslee, calling him a failed presidential candidate who is constantly chirping, I guess complaining would be a nice way of saying it. Um, He really ramped up this rhetoric on Friday. Uh, Let's play a clip that sort of gets to the heart of his critique. All I want them to do, very simple, I want them to be appreciative. I don't want them to say things that aren't true. I want them to be appreciative. Yikes. Yikes. So more on Gretchen Whitmer. On Friday, uh, Trump said that he had told Vice President Mike Pence, don't call the woman in Michigan. (laughs) And he was like, don't worry, I, I, I can't do that anyway. I can't call women. Well, it's like ridiculous because like to say that he's not sexist is that he would never say, don't call the man in Washington. Totally. Right. Like he would never refer to Governor Inslee as the man. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, Again, called her Gresham Half Whitmer, said she's way in over her head and doesn't have a clue what she's doing. The background of all of this is that Gretchen Whitmer is saying, hey, I'm pretty sure we need ventilators. And not only has Trump really delayed activating the Defense Production Act, but I think Michigan is one of the states, there's a handful of states that have been like ready to buy their supplies. And then they get told that FEMA bought it before them, which is like, on the one hand, FEMA is responsible for handling this disaster and definitely needs these supplies too. But the federal government isn't really inspiring confidence that they're able to distribute these things. Um, so basically, I would say, like, all these governors are saying is, okay, I'm trying to get, the, I am trying to get this stuff for myself. When I do, you take it and then give it to, like, a different state. So what's going on? Um, but pretty alarmingly, he also said that if governors don't treat him right, he will not call them. Um, a couple of people made a really, really interesting parallel um, on this to the impeachment hearings uh, from November when legal scholar Pamela Carlin had tried to emphasize how corrupt Trump's behavior was with Ukraine. Remember, it was like kind of hard for the average American to really conceptualize how messed up this was for him to withhold money to fight a disaster and to keep lives keep people alive unless he got this sort of favor. And now you have him saying, well, all I want is for them to appreciate me and and then I'll give them a call. So let's listen to this kind of eerie clip from uh, late last year from Kamala Carlin during the impeachment hearings. 
Imagine living in a part of Louisiana or Texas that's prone to devastating hurricanes and flooding. What would you think if you lived there and your governor asked for a meeting with the president to discuss getting disaster aid that Congress has provided for? What would you think if that president said, I would like, to do you, I would like you to do us a favor? I'll meet with you and I'll send the disaster relief once you brand my opponent a criminal. Wouldn't you know in your gut that such a president had abused his office? Okay, yeah, pretty eerie. Um, and CNN yesterday, Whitmer replied that she just doesn't have the energy to respond to every slight by the president. She said, all I'm trying to do is work well with the federal government. Uh, we're all stressed because we have people that are dying. I need assistance and I need partnership. Again, Whitmer's pretty popular in Michigan, and I'm surprised that Trump is targeting her so directly, given that I don't know if he needs Michigan to win, but it's one of those that will make it a lot easier for him to win re-election, right? Totally, totally. It was what they called one of the states that was the blue wall. Right, um, that's right. That he was able to, that he was able to take. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty insane that we are dealing with this global pandemic, like probably one of the worst situations that America's ever faced. And we have the, literally the dumbest president ever. Like I saw someone say something that like <laughs> Trump may not be, Trump may not be the the most evil president we've ever had, but he's certainly the dumbest and the most evil combined. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's yes. probably true. And it's like, I mean, it's like good that they're so incompetent because on one hand, like they can't do as many like malicious things as a competent person would be able to do. But on the other hand, it's just like it's just really, really frustrating and scary and. And frightening that this he doesn't just view this as like Americans needing help to stay alive. And um, no, he definitely is pretty frightening. I think he still doesn't uh, believe so this yet- is going to be that bad. So he's like, he doesn't think he needs to really hand them over. He just wants them well, to say, I appreciate him. So he can put that in a campaign ad. It's just really wild that like, you know, a few weeks ago, he was like, there's going to be zero deaths. We'll be down to zero cases. And then he gives this, press conference on Sunday and he's like, if we get a hundred thousand deaths, that's great. I'm like, what? And it's like, how, what, this is just such a, a switch and it's like, and he still takes no responsibility. Anyways, uh, yesterday Trump falsely denied that he ever claimed governors are asking for supplies they don't need. Part of why he's lashed out, of, out at them is because he believes their asks are too big and they are exaggerating what they need. Um, and he denied ever saying my pence shouldn't call the Washington governor instead saying that Pence was dealing with Inslee from now on, not Trump. And we also know that Trump hasn't spoken to Nancy Pelosi in five months. That's so messed up. Like you have people that he can't even call because he can't even speak to them. Very important people. he He can't deal with people who confront him. He like, he's one of those people that like, he can't deal with people who challenge him. And when and if they do challenge him and they succeed in their challenge, he just addresses them like they're not there. He can't address them. He can't look at them. That's like why he didn't shake mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi's hand at the State of the Union. And totally. it's it, it like it fucks with his own reality that he lives in. And it's just we are dealing with a, a, like a, a, a narcissist. It's yeah. really frightening. Yeah. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. 
Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash fever dream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I guess to end with, this isn't good news, but it's somewhat vindicating news. So last week, you might have seen that the ultra-Christian Liberty University, which is run by Jerry Falwell Jr., um, recalled students to campus, 5,000 of them, saying that they felt like the coronavirus response was an overreaction. They are now experiencing a coronavirus outbreak because no shit. Um, they, yeah. uh, that university is in Virginia and the surrounding area is pretty rural, largely older and largely with not amazing access to healthcare. So good job. Great. Excellent work. And now it's like, now what do they do? Do they send them home? Like, do I they don't send them all home campus? then to infect wherever they're from. There was that, um, there is this, like, they did this, like, heat mapping thing of the beach in Florida mm-hmm. where all the kids were on, on spring break. And then they followed those heat maps. Yeah. It's crazy that they can do this. And they just basically spread across the country. The funny thing about it's crazy that they can do that. And it's also crazy that it is media doing that. And it's not the federal government. The federal government isn't Mm -hmm. really keeping track of cases. The media is. Mm -hmm. Happy Monday, y'all. Yeah. Happy Monday. Um, I mean, it seems like other countries are starting to flatten their curves, which is good news. Um, Italy seems to be flattening, and I don't know. I'm just, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be out of this in a few weeks. Yes, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Until the end of COVID-19, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Set Podcast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Bernie Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.